1: What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they put a kick in your step and a hippity in your hop. That's right. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus, is coming back sooner than you think. Have you listened to anything that's going on? I mean, at some point, somebody who's making earplugs has to be making a mint. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance versus getting up and doing things for the kingdom. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Well, it's because we did pay the radio rent last week and a couple of really generous gifts helped us out, but we still have... Forward rent to take care of, so don't forget. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Living this life. Easy oh, welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. This is everything you need to know. We're going to lay it out before you right now so there's nothing that you can miss. We don't know what we're doing. There you go. Uh, We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. How about that process you go through where the Lord challenges you on a characteristic sin? I don't know, like maybe pride. And then uh, you, you sit there and you fight back thinking, no, no, I'm not prideful, which of course, just saying that is prideful. See how that works? Anyway, if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want you to let it die of loneliness. Reach out to us. Engage. It's open for everybody. I think most people understand that this is not a normal—it's not your grandparents radio show. Let's just say that. Here's the essence of it all. If you've got a praise report or a prayer request— you might want to say, I, I need prayer for this. I need to, other people to join their faith with mine. I need something to happen here. Or maybe you just want to say, you know what? The Lord did this fantastic thing. I want to share it. I just want to tell other people about it. You might have that going on. You might have any of that going on. You might be thinking, I'm going to answer Bible trivia. You might be thinking, I just want to share about things that the Lord has been directing me in and make sure that I'm not losing my cookies in this whole process. I get it. Totally. Here's what you want to do. You want to reach out to us and call 972-445-0770 calling 972-445-0770. It won't put any more money in your account, but you can still call 972-445-0770. And when that happens, you will end up talking to Captain Chris. It's just like getting a dozen assorted donuts. And then you will be... Like these little ad libs? Pretty good today, huh? Not too bad. Uh, also, you can text us 214 210 8483. That's 214 210 8483. I got to sing this in slowly just for some people. 214 210. I was off on that note. 8483. That's the number to text. Or you can email david at he org, not Captain Crunch. David at he must increase.org. David at he must increase.org. We're also going to send you to the website. A couple of reasons for that. There's a new gift on the website if you haven't been there. Number two, you'll get to see I'm working on the brochures. I had a very Semi unfavorable comment <laughs> from my professor, just to let you know. So, we're making some changes just to let you know. Also, on the website is the link to the podcast. There's 3,000 hours about whatever, anything. I mean, you can just like, okay, throw a dart. That'll work. Uh, a place for praise reports and prayer requests, as well as a place to give. Go check out he must increase.org. Prayer request?
0: He, he must increase.org. Praise report?
1: HeMustIncrease.org
0: Looking to give to this ministry?
1: HeMustIncrease.org Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org That was it? Boy, that's a short one. I want you to know that Annika liked my Monty Python singing better than the last one. Yeah, I don't really pick it. It just kind of comes out... (laughs) (laughs) It's whatever it is. When will I do some of the other stuff? It's pretty funny, especially if I do it in Hebrew. You'll be like, "Going what?" (laughs) That's a good one. All right. So don't forget to check out the website. Don't forget to do these things as well. Keep the audience in prayer. Let's open up with a prayer for Ukraine again. We've been praying every single day since this happened. And again, you can tell me whatever you want to tell me from whatever news outlet you listen to uh, uh, over here, right here on this side of the mic. Don't care. Here's what we care about, that God brings peace to the situation and his name is glorified. That's what we care about. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up the Ukraine situation. We're not looking to pick sides to to analyze it because we don't know. But you know everything. And what we're asking you to do is bring peace in a situation that is mostly beyond most of our understanding. And what we're asking for, again, is that your name would be glorified in the process and that the peace you bring would be a testimony to your graciousness and your kindness. Let there be healing where there have been so much hurt. And let the gospel still go forward, even in a worn-torn situation. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, and so like I said, how often are we going to pray? Till till the situation's done. Let's get up you think, can you pray a long time about something? Let's say I've been a Christian for forty-three years, and I've one prayer I've been praying for forty-two years, eleven months, and yeah, you can pray a long time. Okay, that's how it goes. Uh, what are we wearing Thursday? It's a read and ramble, isn't it? Whoa, read and ramble. Get ready. Here we go. Well, I'm oh. ramming, 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 ramming,
0: ramming.
1: <laughs> so it's so funny. I can't believe you guys don't think that's funny. First John chapter one verse eight says this, and we you've got to listen to all of this, or you'll only get you know the part. It's it's tough when people hear a part of something and then they just go off on that one part. You got to hear the whole thing. The best testimony about Scripture is Scripture itself. First John chapter one verse eight. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Uh oh. So, John and I know there's a very popular teacher. Is like this was written to Gnostics. Like it's it couldn't it couldn't the epistle not only was not written to Gnostics, but a Gnostic is somebody that believes that knowledge is God. Uh, they they just they they worship knowledge. The idea behind that is that this one epistle has more personal comments and connections to the people of God than any other epistle written ever. And so it's like the exact opposite. This is like the most authenticated letter written to Christians. Ever. So that's the first thing. This is John, the apostle, who hung out with Jesus in the early days, 60 years earlier. Now he's writing his second, first, second, third, John. Then he writes Revelation. This is the long-term apostle, kind of knows what he's talking about, has has his mindset and his theology pretty well centered. And here's what he says: and this is after 60 years of being a Christian, an apostle, witnessing the miracles and participating in the miracles of God. He says this, if we, I guess he's included in that because it's a we, if we say we have no sin, we deceive deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Does that mean you can't overcome sin? No, it does not mean that. No, it does not say that, and later on we will see that is exactly not the case. But what, we, what he is saying is in this process of personal honest evaluation, when you go into not just the words that you speak or the actions that you do, but the words that you wanted to speak and the actions that you wanted to do, those count. Two, even in the in the Ten Commandments, when it talks about covetousness as the last commandment for us to be to avoid, all of that covetousness process is starts on the inside. So even the Old Testament commandments and the New Testament commandments make it clear that the inside is fair territory for God to evaluate whether you have sin going on or not. And it's just like, uh oh. And it's like, that's right, uh oh. And John goes, if we say we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves. And it's such a nice way to say, "Ah, you're lying to yourself. Who are you kidding? Right? If God knows every nook and cranny in your brain and you mostly know every nook and cranny in your brain and he's telling you, look, there's sin there, there's problems there, I think we can just all go, I need help. I need to be cleansed. I need to be washed. I need to be freed from this okay, what's the next process? This is why Sergio's call last week was so fantastic. The next process is verse 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So what do you got to do if you know there's something going on? Does this have to do with salvation? No, you're saved. But your sin creates enough problems in, in your life and in other people's lives that we need healing from that. We need deliverance from that. We need refreshment from that. We need to get the mud power washed off of us by the blood of Jesus Christ. And even though it might not affect your direct eternity, it's affecting your walk right now. And so the idea is to confess it. Why? Because if you acknowledge it, there's this humility factor that comes into play, and then God won't be fighting against you. Remember, he fights against the proud but for the humble. James chapter 4, verse 6. We want God fighting for us, not against us. So you confess it and go, help, 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 help me, Lord. Yeah, that that's, yeah, you confess. Wow, confession's good. Yeah. Confession before the Lord is mandatory. All right, we'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on k 770 the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the
0: shame.
1: It may be false, but it feels the
2: same. So I punish myself, I go down to the jail of my soul. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry, first and foremost, committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt of the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience?
1: Now listen, I've done a lot of interviews and every once in a while you do an interview with somebody who's legendary and he doesn't even know why he's legendary and when i tell him he's gonna go whoa 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 the legendary josh mcdowell with us co-authoring the book with his sunshine the beauty of intolerance joins us live josh are you there with us
2: it's sure better to join you live than dead
0: i <laughs> love it the david spoon experience it's incredible and it's never been done before and you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win what is it it's a contest how do i play it's simple and there's three ways to win you can go to facebook type in david spoon media and on any facebook post type in the word jesus in the comment section and it's free you can also send an email to at gmail.com and write the word jesus in the subject line or you can go to youtube and give a comment on any video but you have to use the word jesus this is your chance to win and it's free what do i win you can win 100 thank yous right on air it's incredible it's unbelievable but it's only for a limited time enter now here's a taste thank you for listening to the david spoon experience
1: Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Your first question true or false? Biblical question. Nobody get weird. True or false? The deep friendship and love David and Jonathan had for each other was said to surpass that of a man for a woman. True or false? Just straightforward. True or false? The deep friendship and love David and Jonathan had for each other was said to surpass that of a woman and a man. True or false? If you think you know the answer, 972 445 0770. You can also text in 214 210 8483. Additionally, You can send an email, david at org. You can do that as well. Uh, We will do our DNA, which is important for us to do, especially as the news gets weirder. I did find out something very important about the news today. I found out that next week there's going to be new news. I was just shocked. More news is coming, folks. I'm sorry. Here we go. you got to operate in your DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord daily. Daily. I had to cut off real fast because somebody was calling in. So you have to kind of you see when you do live radio and somebody calls in, he's got to be quick. But here's the bottom line. We need to draw closer to the Lord daily. And again, I'm not telling you how much time to spend with the Lord. I'm not telling you what books to read in the Bible. I'm not saying any of that. But in prayer... And in biblical reading, and you think, well, why, why read? Because if you're not familiar with the voice of God and you want to hear God's voice, it's simple. You read his word, what he has to say, and you'll know what he sounds like. It's kind of like along those lines. So you want to do that on a daily basis. Spend time with the Lord, D. N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what the world tries to make people ashamed of. All that weird stuff that's going on all over the country and all over the world, who cares? Not one of those people have a heaven to put you in, period. And if you're doing this because you want everybody to like you, don't be a Christian. Okay? Be a fake religious person. People seem to love those. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means it's not all about us. Oh, it's so hard, isn't it? It's like the hardest thing. It's not I was sitting there thinking about my problems Then I was sitting there and I was praying for my friend Rob and Cindy who we we're going to pray for in a little while. And remember, she's going through a colonoscopy so, to see if she has colon cancer. It's like that's a lot more serious than some of the stuff that that a lot of us have going on. Not all of us, but a lot of us. And it's like that's that's the thing you got to think of, other people and how they're doing and what's going on with them. So be sensitive to the Lord and sensitive for the wellness of others. Okay? All right. Uh, person ready to answer a trivia question? Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to?
2: This is Cheryl. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, I can. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing well, and I know the answer.
1: All right, here we go. I'm going to ask you the question, and you tell me the answer. Here we go. The deep friendship and love David and Jonathan had for each other was said to surpass that of a man for a woman. True or false?
0: True. That is correct, Amanda! (laughs) Do I get, do I get a
1: prize? I never care about any prizes. Do I get a prize? What do I get? You get a special prize. Here it is. A big air hug. I'm hugging you. I'm hugging you. I'm hugging you. There
2: you go. I'll receive it in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Great job. Yeah,
2: Excellent job. Uh, I'm at the traffic light and there's an ambulance coming. Yeah. Thank God.
1: Okay, I'm going to let you go because I can hear the sirens. (laughs) What a great phone call. What a great person. And we love that. We just hope that the sirens aren't anything serious. That's one of the things. I actually had somebody on the show. I'm going to tell you this in San Diego. They called. They were in the middle of a call. They hung up. They called back about a minute and a half later. They had to pull over to the side. And then they pulled over to the side. And then they called and gave us an update on the traffic. (laughs) It's like, what? That's, that's just like a very interactive show, isn't it? I, I do want to tell you something about traffic out there. For those that are driving right now, here's the traffic report. Ready? There's cars and buses and trucks out there. Hi. Right, she called back because <laughs> <laughs> she had to—all right, that's okay. All right, so we want to go back to—I think uh, she's just calling to make sure we're okay. Uh, we're going to go back to the text, and uh, we'll take care of that. So here we go. I want to go back to this First John chapter 1, verse 8 text. Very, very important, and we'll read that through to verse 10. It says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There's something about this that's important, that when we come before the Lord and we confess, I want you to think about King David talking about, in Psalm 51 and talking in some of his other psalms, how he talks about his strength was sapped like a noon day with a hot sun when he didn't confess his own sin before the Lord. I want you to understand what we're saying here. This is not for you to make some kind of church... sacrament out of. That's not what we're talking about. Although some churches do that, and I don't really have a problem with that if it's sincere, though sometimes. eh, eh, eh. But if you're confessing it before the Lord, it's just you and the Lord, so it has to be sincere, otherwise you're just wasting air. And the bottom line is David said, you know, I was doing great, and then all of a sudden all my strength seemed like it was zapped, and I couldn't find it, and I was really having a hard time until I confessed my sin to you. And it's like, look, that's the key component is having this acknowledgement of humility before the Lord. It doesn't mean you're perfect. It doesn't mean any of those things. It just means you're honest. And it's like, well, if there is something wrong with being who you are, then there's a bigger problem because God's the one who made you who you are. Uh, Sin interfered with that creation, and God gives you that redemption pass through Jesus Christ. But He doesn't let you just go around in licentiousness, sinning your brains out. You have to bring it before the Lord and acknowledge it. Now, look what it says in verse 10. If we say we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar. <laughs> see you see how this is progressively worse? Okay. First, if we say no, we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. Just self-lying. Got it. Okay, fine, All right? And then verse 10 says, if we say we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar. Okay, now that's substantially different. Deceiving yourself is one thing. Making God out to be a liar is substantially is substantially a worse attitude to take, because you are calling God a liar. I just want to make sure everybody understands how important this is. When they imputed to Jesus that his power was demonic and not the Holy Spirit, that's when Jesus launched the, you are close to blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. When you call God a liar, you are stepping along lines that are very dangerous. Don't do that. Why would you do that? You know, people, they just, like, if there's an edge or a cliff, you know how they'll look over, and then there's always that one person that goes just a little too close, you know, and then they almost, like, stumble, and you're like, oh, stop that, you're going to fall off or whatever. It's like, don't get that close. What are you, what are you, crazy? Careful. Right. That's why Jesus is like a guardrail. you got to be careful. And what verse 10 says is if we say we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. When somebody tells me that they've never sinned or they don't have sinned, I already know the word of God's nowhere in their system. Nobody has to tell me anything. I know it's a fact. Why? Because the Word of God, when you read it, written by the Holy Spirit through men. Oh, but you don't understand, Dave. It's men. It's men. Okay, God created the universe. The dude can write a book. Let's just let that go for now. As they're reading, as you're reading the Word of God, the Holy Spirit moves upon us. It challenges us. It, the Holy Spirit blesses us when we're doing things right and convicts us when we're doing things wrong. And when somebody comes off and says, "But I had never had no sin. I've never done anything wrong. One, they're lying to themselves. Two, the word of God is not in them. I mean, it's, you know, I, I hate to say this example because most people don't appreciate it. But in general, nobody teaches anybody to lie. It's innate. It's like, no, I didn't eat the blueberry pie as you wipe the pie off of your face, Right? It's like it's born into the system. What well, it is It's born into the old nature. That's the whole issue between the old nature and the new nature and walking in the old man and the new man. But what John is doing is he's telling the Christians right off the bat, look, you're going to go through these different things. We fellowship in light. You want to hang out with us because our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son. So, I mean, if you want to be hanging with us, it's probably pretty good. And he, then he goes on this, launches on this element where he's saying, you want to fellowship with one another. You want the blood of Jesus to cleanse you from all sin. But if you sit there and you say you have no sin, you're just lying. You're just being one of those, uh, well, in Yiddish, we would say you're a mashugana. because it's like, what, what's the deal? Of course you've done wrong things. And that's somebody was not thrilled or in, in the past when I said, uh, did you have any regrets? Would you do anything different? Boy, if you wouldn't do anything different, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> How many dumb things have you done? I've done 20,000. I would do 19,800 different. Do I regret that? No. Would I do it different? Yes. That's a big difference. So, the bottom line is we confess that sin, and then confessing that sin to God does something else that you might not be aware of. And this is really important it breaks the power that that sin secretly has over you. You see, sin is more of an entity than people will acknowledge. In the beginning, when God made reference to Cain and Abel, he told Cain, before he blew it all, he told him, Sin seeks to have you. It desires to have you. It's like it has an appetite. It's hungry. And sin secretly attacks all of us through our nature and through the enemy and through the flesh and through the world. It attacks us in these little areas. But when you confess it, you expose it. You shine the light on it, even in your own life. And when you shine the light on it, you can find forgiveness and grace for it. That is... You see, now you're seeing how smart John really is. You're just going, that, that dude is smart. And I say, like, yeah, I have was smart. All right, we'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Most of
0: my life-
2: What is the David Spoon experience?
1: I got this this morning, and uh, and it came from Alice Coleman. And I just want to say, she said it's a praise report to share. So I am assuming it's okay to share, since it's a praise report to share. I kind of go with it. And I want to read it, if that's okay. And I just want you to hear how brothers and sisters petition. I mean, petition the Lord. And there's times where God says, yes, listen to this. And she even writes it uh, beautifully. beautiful job by Alice, by the way. This uh, may seem like a minor issue, but it could have gotten much worse quickly. I'm, fo- I'm fostering Mama Cat and her four kittens until they're ready to go to their forever homes. On Tuesday, I got a bit too close to the Mama Cat, and she swatted my hand. I had a few scratches, so I cleaned them up and applied antibiotics. In just a few hours, I had a swollen hand, red with infection, and it spread beyond my wrist. My doctor had same-day appointments if needed. However, I didn't have my car since it was being repaired. The only thing left was for me to pray for healing for my hand. Isn't that amazing that sometimes you're in the position and the, the, the only thing left to do is call upon God? She writes, as I watched the infection spread over my hand, my hand began to throb. I knew I needed help. I asked God for healing over and over again. On Wednesday, it looked really bad, and I kept asking God for healing. Let me just commend Alice for push, pushing until something happens. About mid-morning on Wednesday, my hand quit throbbing. Then I noticed that the infection was no longer spreading. Later Wednesday, the infection seemed to be getting smaller. By Wednesday evening, it was definitely clearing up. By bedtime, the infection was gone away. Thursday morning, the infection was completely gone. I praise God for healing the infection. It was only by his intervention that my hand was healed. It's amazing that our great and holy father can care so much that he is willing to heal a hand infection of one of his children. I think that's a fantastic testimony. So mega props, mega props to Alice for doing that great job. And I hope that was okay that I shared it. And see, the point is you can pray, you can approach the Lord and the Lord, you know what? He might say, no, I like what Troy said. Sometimes God will say, no, it's like, that's the end of it. You're done. But sometimes he allows you to keep petitioning. And the reason he does is because the more you pursue him, the closer connected to him you become and more of your genuine real faith has to emerge see if you just asked and god did it every time you just ask one time it'd be like god would be like a genie well god's not a genie he's your heavenly father needs to be pursued wants to have a wonderful relationship with you and so the more you pursue the more he gets to spend time with you which is what he wants in the first place what he wanted with adam and eve
0: the david spoon experience